Hello, Cyberpunks. I'm your host, Lupus, and welcome to our Cyberpunk podcast, where we discuss various cyberpunk media. With me today, we have Barry. Hello. Graham, you can unmute yourself for this. Hello. Alright. Uh, Sammy. Hello. Tilly. Howdy. And Wes. Oh my. Alright. <laughs> so, today we're going to discuss the 2003 movie, The Matrix Revolutions. The third, and at the time of recording this, it's the latest Matrix film. But that is going to change soon. But that'll... That is supposed to change in December. Yes. Uh, so with a box or with a budget of 150 million and a box office of 427.3 million, this hit uh, followed its predecessor by seven months. Mm. Now, before we get into this, uh, we do have a fan catch. Barry said in our Blade Runner episode that the stripper that ran away was Pris. This is incorrect. Pris was the one that got shot by Deckard before he got to Roy. Oh, I screwed up. Whoops. But that's um, why we have fans, because fans will point this stuff out for us. Yes. And like our fans, we are only human and are prone to make mistakes. And are likely to make mistakes. So if you catch them, hooray, bonus internet points. Please let us know. Yes. Um, Which proves that you are right and we are wrong. Neener, neer, ha ha. Bad on us. Let's also remember that uh, our fans also keep us cool. Alright, so, (laughs) as always, if you haven't seen this film, pause this, go watch it, and then join back. Uh, Spoilers do start now. So, um... Also, as I type in the uh, thing for spoilers, what year did this movie initially come out? 2003. So, this is 18 years later for the sequel to that. Yes. Yeah. Which is probably only about six months. (laughs) (laughs) Makes you wonder if they're going to use any of the same people. They are. Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, the girl that played Trinity. I can never remember her name. It's okay, I can't either. Either way, <laughs> she does appear in the third movie in a uh, sex scene that does include nudity. So if uh, you Ooh. haven't seen it yet, and you are averse to seeing such, be warned, that content is in there. Maybe you can find an edited version if you don't want to see that. I will say it's kind of a PG-13 sex thing. Though. Yeah, it's not really that bad. Well, you, you see, uh, I was about to say... You see exposed female presenting breasts, and that's about it. If you're old enough to have seen the first movie and grown up to watch the third movie, then you would have been old enough to witness this sex scene. Yeah. If it can even be classed as a sex scene, because I personally don't see any of that happening. But anyway. Uh, it, so, spoilers tag in there, Barry? Yes. Alright. Neo and Bane lie unconscious in the medical bay of the ship Hammer. Inside the Matrix, Neo is trapped in a subway station named Mobile Avenue, uh, which is an anagram for limbo. Mm. A transition zone between the Matrix and the Machine City. 
he meets a family of programs, including a girl named Sadi. The father tells Neo that the subway is controlled by the train man, a program loyal to the Merovingian. When Neo tries to board a train with the family, the train man refuses and overpowers him. Seraph contacts Morpheus and Trinity on behalf of the Oracle, who informs them of Neo's confinement. Seraph, Morpheus, and Trinity enter Club Hell, where they con uh, name. <laughs> where they confront the Merovingian and force him to release Neo. Troubled by visions of the Machine City, Neo visits the Oracle, who reveals that Smith intends to destroy both the Matrix and the real world. She states that, quote, everything that has a beginning has an end, end quote, and that the war will conclude. After Neo leaves, a large group of Smiths assimilates in, or assimilates Sadie, or Sadie, or however you pronounce her name, and Seraph. The Oracle accepts her assimilation, and the Smiths gain her powers of pre-recognition, or precognition. Precognition. Yes. I will get this word right, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but it is uh, not clear if she's actually been lost forever in the process. Mm. In the real world, the crews of the Nebuchadnezzar... Nebuchadnezzar. Yes. Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, my, and... my notification was loud, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. And the hammer finds and reactivates Niobe's ship, the Logos. They interrogate Bane, who says that he has no recollection of the earlier massacre. As the captains plan their uh, defense of Zion, Neo requests his ship to travel to the Machine City. Motivated by her encounter with the Oracle, Niobe offers him the Logos. Uh, Neo departs, accompanied by Trinity. Bane, who has stowed away on the Logos, takes Trinity hostage. Neo realizes that Bane has been assimilated by Smith, and a fight ensues. Bane burns Neo's eyes with a power cable, permanently blinding him. Neo discovered an ability to perceive anything part of the machine source code in the real world as wreathed in golden light and sees and kills Bane. Uh, Trinity pilots them to the machine city. Neo, Bane, and... Morphe uh, Morpheus rushed towards Zion in the hammer to aid the human defenses. Zion's shipyard is overwhelmed by a horde of sentinels, and fa the fatally wounded Captain Mifune instructs Kid to open the gate for the hammer. When it arrives, it discharges its EMP, disabling all sentinels present, but also Zion's remaining defenses. The humans are forced to retreat and wait for the next attack, thinking it will be their last stand. Near the Machine City, the Logos is bombarded by thousands of missiles, causing it to crash, fatally wounding, fatally wounding Trinity. Uh, Neo enters the Machine City and encounters Deus Ex Machina, the Machine Leader. Neo warns that Smith plans to conquer both the Matrix and the real world, and offers to stop Smith in exchange for peace with Zion. The machine leader agrees, and the Sentinels stop attacking Zion. 
The machines provide a connection for Neo to enter the Matrix. Inside, the smith with the oracle powers steps forth, saying that he has foreseen his victory against Neo. After a protracted battle, Neo realizes there is no way to win and allows himself to be assimilated. Now, collected, now connected to the source, the machine leader sends the deletion signal to the Smith program through Neo's body in the real world. This causes the Neo-Smith clone and all other Smith clones in the Matrix to be destroyed, deleting Smith once and for all. The Sentinels withdraw from Zion. Morpheus and Niobe embrace, and Neo sees a final vision of the Machine City while succumbing to his injuries as his body is carried away by the machines. The Matrix is rebooted, and the Architect encounters the Oracle in a park. They agree that the peace will, quote, will last, quote, as long as it can, end quote, and that those humans will be offered the opportunity to leave the Matrix. When questioned about Neo's fate, the Oracle tells Sadi that she thinks that uh, they will see Neo again, as Sadi reveals she's created a beautiful sunrise over the horizon in Neo's honor. Seraph asks the Oracle if she knew this would happen. She replies that she did not know, but she believed it. In movie. Um, so, some fun facts for this film. It was the first live-action feature film to be released in both regular and IMAX theaters at the same time. Oh. Cool. <clears throat> uh, I neglected to mention this because I knew I'd be mentioning this earlier, and there's a couple of these trivia that I neglected to mention in our previous recordings because I knew I'd be mentioning it now. Hmm. Uh, the key of the beginning... The key of the beginning theme you hear at the beginning of every Matrix movie, the rising strings and horn blasts, ascends with each movie. Mm-hmm. The Matrix, the 99 movie, starts in the key of E minor. Right. Matrix Reloaded ascends a whole step to F sharp. Mm-hmm. And the Matrix Revolutions ascends half a step to the key of G minor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the storyline for the Matrix is continued in The Matrix Online, a 2005 video game. Yes. The crew of the Hammer have all, are, all have names related to firearms. AK refers to the Kalashnikov series of automatic rifles. Colt and Mauser are the names of firearm manufacturers, and Maggie is short for Magnum. Bit of trivia about Mauser, unless I'm mistaken, I believe it's a modified Mauser that uh, was used for Han Solo's gun in Star Wars. Sounds about right. Yeah, that that could very well be the case. I don't know. Um, the face of the Deus Ex Machina was modeled after photographs of Lily Wachowski's infant nephew. Uh, in an unprecedented simultaneous global release, this film opened at exactly the same moment in every major city in the world on November 5th. 
6 a.m. in Los Angeles, 9 a.m. in New York, 2 p.m. in London, 5 p.m. in Moscow, 11 p.m. in Tokyo, and November 6th at 1 a.m. in Sydney. Mm. And, and, and this is uh, before uh, the popularity of streaming and everything. Yes. And at corresponding times in over 50 additional countries worldwide. Mm. Many of the raindrops in the final fight between Neo and Smith are actually single lines of Matrix code, similar to those dis on displays seen in the, quote, real world hmm. through the trilogy, or throughout the trilogy. This subtle effect was added to imply the Matrix was beginning to destabilize. Ah. Interesting. Uh, this, this visual trick was easily seen on IMAX and larger movie theaters but can be seen on smaller televisions as banded rain that just seems to, quote, jump. Hmm. Like uh, static during close-ups of the fight scenes. Hmm. And number eight, which, you know, I, by now I typically do about eight facts, and then we move on to our discussion. All right. Um, this film... Also states it was filmed in Panavision, when in reality it was filmed in. Anyone? Um, Panavision. That's right. Super thirty-five. Mm. All right. <laughs> Just like its predecessor. Oh yeah, yeah. You mentioned that before. There were a couple other fun facts, but or facts that I found interesting but I didn't think should make the recording. So uh, okay. Um, maybe maybe we'll uh say do a bonus episode sometime for that. <laughs> well, we're going to recap all these movies or well, we're going to do when it it finally comes to like DVD, we're going to do Matrix 4. Yeah. And then we will discuss kind of the entire Matrix series. Gotcha. Four movies, a video game, and a bunch of uh, short animations. Yes. So, I personally really didn't feel like this movie added a whole lot to the cyberpunk genre as a whole. Mm. It, didn't it didn't add a lot to the, to the franchise either, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Did, I mean, it did closure a... to the Matrix franchise. Yeah. But was it? I mean, for 18 years, yes, it was closure. <laughs> closure. <laughs> but they're bringing it back now. Because now, they need, money. need more money. And now, oh, look what we found. <laughs> That's a lot of dust. <laughs> <laughs> That's typically how that goes. Yeah. So they're dusting off Keanu? <laughs> <laughs> Keanu's been dusted off. It's called John Wick. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I personally didn't see much from this moving on to inspire different things and, you know, various other media. Mm-hmm. Um, not like not like Matrix thing did out of the first. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the the very first Matrix movie added a whole lot to the cyberpunk genre, whereas the other two just kind of 
were there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's see here, Barry. You buddy, what are your thoughts about this? Um. Hmm. I mean, as far as the Matrix franchise. Yeah, I think there was some closure, but it did still leave a couple things open-ended. But you really had to pay attention and uh, want to ask the, the more probing questions to figure that out. For the cyberpunk genre, yeah, yeah, it didn't really add much. Alright, uh, Graham, you can go ahead and unmute and tell me what your thoughts. It really didn't add much um i'm curious though uh did we see anyone get assimilated in the first movie i don't recall we i don't recall that happened. yes yeah okay yeah. so at least uh, what i assume assimilation is is the smith just taking over their form mm -hmm. pretty much yeah, yeah. we don't we I mean, we do see assimilation in it in the form of them kind of hopping bodies to try and catch up, but that's about it. Uh, Tilly? Yeah. I think I already weighed in that, hey, it's kind of a... It was kind of a, hey, we want more money out of this franchise. Let's uh, make another. All right, Sammy. I mean, I think you guys are being a little harsh to it. <laughs> I thought there were some really good scenes in the third Matrix film. For instance? The fight scene. The, the fight scene with Neo and all the Smiths. Um running from the assimilating smiths into other bodies. Um, the ending with all the televisions and talking to the dude. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that he was completely blinded. I mean, uh, I didn't really want another Matrix movie to but after first seeing Matrix 3, I could already kind of feel that there might have been a new Matrix movie. But, you know, after 18 years, you don't expect another no. movie to come out. No. <laughs> so I assumed they were done with it. But I could feel another story at the end of the Yeah. And fair enough, I don't really think that the third movie really added much to the cyberpunk genre. They didn't really explore much new stuff. In fact, they went into complete weirdness of sci-fi about it all. But, you know, still a good movie. Better than the second one, I think. Mm. I can see your argument. The, Wes? Uh, I, no, go ahead. I'm sorry, not my turn. Oh, sorry, I had a sneeze there. Um... Uh, Thoughts on the movie and how it relates to cyberpunk as a whole. 
the genre. Hello? Alright, Tilly, go ahead while Wes uh, thinks. Well, uh, okay, go ahead while I'm trying to compose my thoughts here. Cool. I was, yeah. I was, well, now I forget what I was going to say. So, then I oh, well. have something to add. Um, with what they're doing with uh, the next Matrix movie, um, I mean, it seems like this year and last year and. Uh, up to, I think, maybe five years ago at the earliest. It seems like it's been a trend of, oh, look at this. All these people, they look so much older. How did they do that? They waited 30 years before they filmed the sequel. Oh, oh, <laughs> so they really are older. Okay, okay, that's how they did that. It seems to be that's a new thing they're doing now. They used to, like, fake it. Like, they do it five years later, but they make them up to look 30 years older. Now they're like, no, 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 we're going to wait 30 years and then film the next movie. Well, why not? I don't know. I mean, well, you're kind of gambling that they're all going to survive that long, for one. That, that Except you can, if family. you're waiting 30 years, you can write characters out super easy. Yeah, I guess. That and you're also having to uh, worry about people wanting to know what happened in the past 30 years. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get that. But aside from um, that, do you have any uh, further insight on how the movie relates to the genre without the long pauses between releases? Um, no, I, I don't have thoughts on that. Okay. Now, for me, I just remembered what I was going to say. Yes. I think most of us are in agreement, though, that the first one was the best of the three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, can't argue there. It introduced the most uh, yeah, new same. material. It introduced the most uh, stuff to set things up for the next two movies. And video game and animations and everything else. and uh, But yeah, that's kind of what setting things up deals with. Um, the whole rest of it was, oh, you want to see what happens to these characters now that we've set this up? Okay, we got another movie coming out in a couple of years. W look for it, watch it then. And then they uh, made a bunch of money on people watching it. And then people walked out of the movie theater and said... That well, was underwhelming. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, what happened with Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and the Disney sequel trilogy? I like how you didn't even uh, call that a. Uh, part you didn't include that as part of the. Uh, uh, series. Yeah. Well, I, I was saying Force Awakens basically say, oh yes, the start of the sequel trilogy, punctuate to basically punctuate the uh, that because the this, the entire sequel trilogy, I think a lot of people don't like. Right. So, uh, anyone have, have any final thoughts about Matrix Three? 
overall, I'm sure it has its fans. Um, it's not a bad movie by any means, but at the same time, when you compare it to its predecessor, meaning the first Matrix movie, it feels like it misses the point. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is going to be a true statement or not, but what overhyped and underwhelming count? No, that that that's it. Well, yeah, that's the good old standard of overpromise and underdeliver. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize we were now talking about Anthem. Ooh. <laughs> right. as, in Anth- as in Anthem, the uh, medical insurance place in the U.S. Video game. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did kind of like Anthem. It was at least. But this isn't an Anthem podcast, so. No, it's not. <laughs> We're going to go. Which ahead is why and... I tried to joke about it. <laughs> and uh, finish this up here. Barry, where can we find you? Oh, we're done? Okay, then uh, spoilers are definitely over. Um, If you want more of me, you can look up K-H-Z-H-A-K on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, These... The, the video recordings of what you're listening to are on my YouTube channel, along with some other things, reaction videos. Uh, I link to some of my friends' YouTube channels where other content I am involved in can be found. Uh, I, I host other people's channels on Twitch. I do not stream myself <laughs> as of this recording and do not plan to start streaming, but... Um, if I happen to be involved in somebody's stream and their channel is hosted there, you might find my voice in uh, my Twitch channel. Uh, my pinned tweet on Twitter links to adult content, so if you don't want that, don't click the links there. Otherwise, it is there if you wish. Um, and uh, I don't know, there's like a thousand hours of uh, MMOs and D&D, uh, including me online, so, you know, good stuff. Anyone else want to plug anything? Yeah, so, you can find you can find uh, me at Melody's Place on YouTube, uh, working with Minecraft mainly, uh, doing run through or uh, uh, not run throughs, but uh, let's plays and uh, tutorials. Um, Automation, we yay! <laughs> yes, I like my uh, automations because they're fun. Uh, Anyways, uh, just look up Melody's Place on YouTube. Uh, you'll find my channel there. And if you would like to hear any of our voices, you can check out FML Productions, where we have another podcast where we do talk about things like Anthem. So if you do want to hear us discuss that, look us up. Lupus, if you want to finish it there. Yeah, so uh, I would like to finish by saying that we do have a Twitter, and we are on iHeart. If you're not listening, to, if you are listening to us on YouTube, give us a follow on iHeart. If you're already following us on iHeart and you're listening to us on iHeart currently, please follow us on YouTube, vice versa. We also have a Twitter at uh, Gen Cyberpunk Pod. Please interact with us there. We are happy to answer any questions you guys have. Um, apart from that. It is about time to wrap this up, so we will see you later, Cyberpunks.